So welcome to another episode of Diaries of a Life Coach podcast. My name is Larissa Dalton and I am your host. I'm so excited to have a coach guest here today, Lana Batishev. She is a health and wellness coach and she also mentors many, many coaches. So with this, I'm going to have Lana introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her journey as a coach and what led her uh, on this path. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. I'm so honored and excited. And uh, anyway, um, I think it's just there's so much about my journey because I've been coaching for quite a bit, nearly 14 years at this point. And Mm -hmm. for me, my journey started in the ICU. So I'm a former critical care nurse and just kind of watched our patients and people coming to us and the way we were dealing with that just sat really wrong with me in my gut and my soul. It was like, we are not really helping these people. We're patching them up and shipping them out. There's got to be a different way. And, um, and I, I just was blessed enough to come across a physician who was launching a coaching company and ended up partnering Mm -hmm. with him. And that's where my journey began. So, um, we started coaching before it was a thing. I mean, 14 years ago is like 200 years in today's years. It's, it's, it's been, it's been quite a journey. And for me, you know, I started not knowing anything, but he said, I don't know if you can relate, but I didn't even speak English very well. So I still have a bit of an accent that pops mm-hmm. out now, but I was just really quite terrified of people yeah. in general, more of a shy person really did not have any business experience very much at all. Didn't know how to put myself out there or market myself. I just knew I had a big heart to serve. And Mm -hmm. what I saw happening in the world was not acceptable. I knew there had to be a different way. So that's where my journey began. And since then, um, my husband and I and our team, we've impacted over, gosh, probably close to 30,000 lives at this point. Incredible. Oh my God. Yes. And I'm like this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's just mind blowing for me that this young 23-year-old immigrant woman who didn't really know anything other than just had a big heart for people, that something like this could happen, right? So, but I mean, that's just such a, to me, when I look at it now, my vision is so much bigger Mm -hmm. that all of that is just history. The only reason why I even bring this up is because some of you might be listening and thinking, I want to get into health coaching, business coaching, life coaching, Mm -hmm. like, is there even an opportunity there? And I'm like, you have no idea. I think we have in a rapidly changing world, we have um, more than need for coaches. I personally like to have a coach for everything. (laughs) Right. right. I love the concept of coaching and what it actually does and how it's different from all these other types of um, therapies and and mentorships, Mm -hmm. like coaching is very specific. And, and so, yeah, absolutely. So in addition to your big heart, right, you had to have other, uh, (laughs) um, I don't want to say skill sets, but like other um, characteristics that enable you to become a coach. Can you pinpoint maybe uh, a few that you felt were instrumental for you? Yeah, um, a big um, capacity for failure. Yes. Yes. So I have to say I failed a ton. 
it's ridiculous how many things I've done. And I just like tell when I work with coaches now, I'm like failures, then you awesome. Did you fail today? Did you, if you're not failing, you're not on the edge of your capabilities. So I have this ability that I could just withstand it and regroup and, and, and get going again. And part of that is just, I do have quite like persistent personality um, mm-hmm. and driven. I would say just like the drive to see mm-hmm. things happen in my own world. Like I come from a very, poor background and not because we were poor. Like I think our family's mindset is really kind of wealth and abundance oriented, but just because we were new immigrants in this country and had to start from scratch. And for me, that gut instinct was we can do anything in this country. Why would I settle for anything less than what I could possibly do? So that was the driving factor. So the drive, I think, Mm -hmm. and then that just ability to withstand like getting out there and getting rejected, Mm -hmm. getting disqualified, getting questioned, getting people to go, this is not even a thing. Like go, why, why are you going to give up your nursing? Is this crazy? (laughs) Like that kind of stuff that kind of crabs, you know, out of a bucket. I don't know if you kind of heard about that story. It's, you know, other crabs pulled down. Yeah. 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 So withstanding that initially, um, yeah, I think that, that ability to just kind of say, no, like I totally failed. And, um, but I'm going to get back up and and get going again. And some of it was just, I had a close circle of really supportive Mm -hmm. people who loved me, even if I became homeless. So that's a, that's a huge benefit, right? (laughs) So I think that's a huge factor is having your support committee. Community for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just want to take a a minute here to recognize that we are both like two immigrant women. Yeah. Uh, I came here in my teens. I don't know how old you were when you came to this. Yeah. I, I was nine, but my family was like very much anti-integration. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Do you know I what I'm talking 10. about? I was 10. Yeah. And actually, when I wrote my story on my website, that's one thing that I recognized that it was, yeah, integration to new community. We were kind of sheltered. We kind of stayed more in the Slavic community and kind of with our own. And, um, and it was hard, especially like uh, middle school, high school, it was very difficult to, brutal, to, brutal, so right? to yeah. be able to stand out from, from these crowds, from this, you know, big community. Uh, I mean, I can only imagine right now, I feel like it's more accepted, but back yeah. then that, that was a tremendous step that you took. Uh, so kudos to you or bravo. Oh, thank or, you. Yeah. I'm just excited <laughs> you're getting on this path of coaching and like life coaching. Most people, <laughs> I laugh because my husband and I, our livelihood is through our coaching business and we live a fantastic life. Super grateful to God for it, but people still wonder if it's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> like it's about as real as you can get. So I love that you're on this path. Yeah. Another Slavic first generation immigrant woman because Mm -hmm. I think that identity shift that had to take place I think you and I talked a little bit about that I'm sure for you that was probably huge as well to really step out let your voice be heard Mm -hmm. you know being able to make your own way absolutely not nothing yeah yeah that's that's definitely something so you've been coached for you said for over 13 years now yeah for almost 14 years yeah Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about uh, what role health and wellness plays in a person's life, especially somebody who is starting to build a business. Does that have any impact on the performance on the outcomes? Oh my gosh, absolutely. So I think most of us cannot create the capacity that we can if we do not take care of our physical bodies, uh, our minds, you know, and all, all where, you know, we're 
the place where we're in housed, where our spirits and souls live, mm -hmm. you know, and um, I think everything speaks. So um, I think for me, breakthrough in other areas in my life, financially with my business comes through structure as much as I hate it. Right. I'm really like naturally like kind of maybe not as rebellious as I used to be, but like my personality is like, don't put me in a box. Let me do it my way. Mm -hmm. But I found for me, freedom comes through structure. So willfully submitting myself and saying, I'm going to get my exercise. I'm going to get my sleep, even though I want to stay up till 2am and she chat with my husband all night long, but you know, 7am, I still have to get up there 630 to get my kids Wait, up. You want to chit chat with your husband until two o'clock in, <laughs> in the morning after working with him all day? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. We work on completely different um, sides of our business. Okay. And we, we just love to hang out. Like we, we spend tremendous amount of time together and I don't know how we're not sick of each other, but sometimes we get sick of each other. Mm -hmm. We can go on on so many tangents and talk about so many things. So like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it might not be about business. It could be about dreams. We love to talk about our dreams. And that's mm -hmm. one of the things that I'm so grateful for. I think the reason why I can stand and do the things I can do today, because it's always like, yay. Like for him getting on a podcast would be like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. but honey, what do you need from me to support yeah. you? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's so in a way, me. you know, a health indication of health in your, in your relationship. Do you feel mm -hmm. that that contributes to your success? I think absolutely. I think I'd have, I'd be really challenged. I think like for me, tech is like not my favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, I think finding like, you know, if, if, if you're a couple, and even just even if one of you is just in the coaching world, right? Or building any business, getting the buy-in and support of your spouse, I think is critical. I've always been kind of like, we're doing this together. Like mm -hmm. I'm just now kind of getting more comfortable. I could do this on my own. Uh, but for me, it was having his buy-in was, was important. And I don't, I don't think our spouses are always on board. It means, doesn't mean you shouldn't start, but that's one thing that I've had from my spouse is he always believed in me and, mm -hmm. um, I think it is. I think it's super important and it's part of health. And I think one of the beautiful things about coaching, I don't care what kind of coaching you do, is that I think of it as, as a coach and as those around you, I think of it as like a blossoming. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like in the corporate world, we can go all extreme about uh, just, you know, business success, but our family could be in shambles. Our mm -hmm. finances could be in shambles, right? We're like, I love that coaching as a world in general is it forces you to level up in all areas of your life. Mm -hmm. And you just, I think of it as blossoming like a rose. Like if you're just starting and you're just a stem or a bud, there's nothing wrong with you. You just haven't blossomed yet. But when you coach, I feel like it really like it's an integrated system where as you get better with business, you get better with your health, you get better with your emotions, you get better with your relationships mm -hmm. because coaching does that to you. I mean, you're just getting started, but do you know what I mean? Do you know I what I'm talking know. about? Absolutely, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's almost like what comes to mind to me is, you know, when you start going to the gym, you're mm -hmm. automatically going to watch what you eat because you don't want to waste that effort, right? So for it, sure, yeah, it transfers into that area next, and then maybe you're smoking. You're like, "Oh crap, can't do that anymore." Stop <laughs> smoking. Stop drinking. Whatever you know, whatever that. Right. Means. So that's kind of right. what what I think. So yeah, yeah. So, so I feel like coaching brings health into all areas of your life, and 
that this is why, you know, I think people should have marriage coaches. They should have money coaches. They should have whatever area of your life you're finding yourself that you have not created a result yet. This is why I love coaching so much versus always going back to the past and trying to fix past. Coaching is all about creating a new future Mm -hmm. and focusing on an outcome you actually want to create in your life. And um, yeah, and I think when you level up in one area, it tends to, for me and everyone I've worked with, it tends to create overflow into other areas. Yeah. So So one interesting phrase you used, and I I want to point that out to our audience, is that you said you're creating results. So so what does that mean? Can you elaborate on that? If if a new coach is trying to build their business, how are they to create results? Okay, love that. Well, the how could be a million different ways, but I think what's really important is really getting connected to authentic you in the future, like taking some time and asking, if this were to go my way, mm-hmm. your way, right? Because for me, um, something I've really struggled with, by the way, sorry to take you on a tangent, but yeah. getting other definitions of what a coaching, successful coaching career is. Um, buying into your, like getting connected to your authentic definition of what success is. And for me, for a season that meant working four hours a day and holding my babies and making meals for my family, designing my life and picking those types of clients where this would be availability. For me, my clients and my team knows that, hey, I might have a little human run in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's yeah. in school right now, but like that is part of my life. Like I love my mm-hmm. children and I, for me, family-centric was everything, was everything, everything, everything. I didn't want to have super compartmentalized type of business, and I built it that way. And I think it's you can lose focus and really get burnt out unless you know exactly the type of life you want to live in the future. Ask yourself, mm-hmm. two years from now, this were going to go great. What would it look like? How would this person look? How would this person feel? What would they be earning? What type of clients would they be working with? Mm-hmm. And then, and then really connect with that feeling, with that energy. And then ask that person, what did you do to get there? Yeah. And listen and take notes. And that sometimes is the best guide. Yeah, no, I love that. I love it's 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 almost like a visualization exercise. It's it's tapping into your emotions. It's basically activating all your senses with yeah. Once you connect with future you. So I love that. That's, I think that's a great um, way of putting it for our our clients. Um, Yeah. So let's see. What are you, I mean, what are you most excited about coaching? Like, that's what I want to ask you. What, I mean, this is so, especially from giving your background, is that okay? Can I ask you? Like, I'm sure that was not an easy step. Like, I'm sure that that took some soul searching and decision-making and Like, and and, and it, what's interesting for me is while coaching is like the second fastest growing industry right now, uh, I was not really familiar with coaching. I've, I've had coaches that now looking back, I'm like, yeah, this person totally coached me through this and this and this and this. Um, but, you know, I lost my job, my corporate job in uh, in June. And basically I went and this was the first time in my life where I had some time to look in and do self-discovery. And so I went on that journey, you know, I kind of created certain routines for myself, you know, where I read, meditated, walked, went to the mountain every day, kind of a, just like cleared my brain and was reconnecting with myself until um, coaching came up, you know, Facebook. Mm 
out of all places, you know, and I started looking into it. Good things happen. (laughs) Can't close that account just yet, you know, find my next opportunity. But, um, and so I was introduced to coaching and I started looking into different programs and I went through a certification program. And once I started my practice coaching to, to obtain my certification, I realized that first, how much people needed, needed that. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes, you know, um, and at first everybody's, you know, is kind of presenting themselves kind of like whole and complete and people are whole and complete, but there's some things that people need help with dealing some, some things that people need help with, um, identifying, navigating, you know? Um, and so as I started coaching my clients, I realized the great need and, and once my clients started having, you know, as we progressed, my clients started having, started connecting dots in their own lives and started having aha moments and started to make decisions such as, you know what, I am, uh, from now on, I'm going to choose to forgive because I know in the past, I perceived myself as somebody who doesn't forgive people. Well, I'm choosing to forgive now because I see the impact it has on me and just have, and just seeing those realizations, like, it was just so, uh, it was so touching and, and I want to, uh, go forward and I want to impact as many lives as I can help people transform and live their best life and help them. Like you said, you know, like that flower, like just to blossom, you know, and in one area would lead to all the others. Okay. So I love several things I'm going to point out. Like one of the things you said about, you know, blossoming, So when a flower doesn't bloom, it's not the flower's fault. It's probably the environment that it's in. And, um, and maybe there is the disease process going on that a good, uh, gardener, right. Mm -hmm. I love, I use a lot of farming analogies and coaching could actually cultivate and place this, this beautiful bud in an environment that will make it thrive. And that's my mindset with, with coaching too, is how this person is awesome because they are, they're worthy because they are, there's no, like, you, they're, they're perfect the way they are. Right. Absolutely. But yeah. what's going on in their environment around them, what is happening in their life that is causing that not to happen for that bloom, not to happen. Yes. And I, sometimes I think of it as turning the attic on like the lights on and let's go take a look together. What is going on there yeah. and just dealing with some of this stuff and moving forward so that we can create that result, but also what you kind of mentioned about something that I've noticed, you said, Hey, I used to think of myself as a person who can't forgive, but I found that, wow, I can forgive and how good that felt. And I want to help, help people create the same breakthrough. One of the things that I notice about coaching clients, cause I do a lot of health coaching and then like the mentoring I do in my business, a lot of, um, and I, and We've talked about this earlier about Mm -hmm. the identity shift and identity loss is we will lock ourselves into this role. I'm just like this. I am, you know, a woman, therefore I can't be great with money or be successful or whatever. Like we'll put these labels on Mm -hmm. and then we act as if it's like a fact written on the 10 tablets on stone. Yes. And there you go. You just said, I used to think I couldn't forgive. And then now I can because I've shifted and I can see it differently now. I think with coaching, um, what I love is like we set people free and we give them a chance to recreate themselves all over again in a way that actually supports their future, 
that they want to have and kind of point the light that all these things you're thinking about yourself, they're not even true. It's like someone said 10 years ago, something about you Mm -hmm. and you've accepted it as a fact or your job gave you the sense of who you are. Like when I stopped being a nurse, that was a huge one. I had to actually give that up to move forward because I identified so much with my identity as a registered nurse. Um, And for you probably being in the corporate world to going out and going solo, I mean, huge identity shift. Mm -hmm. But that's, I think a lot of people need help with that, with the identity shift and giving them support to be able to do that successfully, right? Yeah, to see, to to help them see the future them, the, the future that they, the person that they want to be. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah well, and that gets stuck with like labels, like in my family, everybody's overweight. Well, that could be the case, but why can't we create something, a different result for you? Absolutely. Like, like it's not, you're not destined to certain outcomes. In my family, we're just not good with money. Or in our family, everybody gets divorced right? Like Mm -hmm. in my family, no one goes on and does have, you know, has big careers. Like people will accept that and then treat it like a fact. And if you do, then that's what you get. I think a great coach like you, Larissa, could probably go, let's really look at that. Let's really work where that, where did that come from? And then what do you actually want? What would set your heart on fire? Not like what you identify with now, but like if you could have it your way. Yes. And then help them transition and actually build a new identity, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Explore their belief systems and challenge those belief systems. Because a lot of times, you know, we create them subconsciously, not recognizing what we're accepting to believe. And this information, like I said, you know, looking at family is one thing, but it could come from television, from radio, from just random sources that are not vetted. And we accept that as facts. Absolutely. So... Yeah, that's that's that I think that's a big big thing that coaching does it helps you to recognize and uncovers how you derive of these beliefs and and help you change them. Yeah. Right. And I think like no matter where you are in life, like no matter how far you've evolved and grown, there's always like blind spots. Like I think sometimes people think, "Oh, I need a coach because something's wrong with me." Well, no, a lot of times you need a coach because you need to go to the next place. And I'll just use an example of myself. This is something that I have been really challenged by. And that is um, notoriety. I do not want to be known. I don't want, and you know, I'm like, why? Why do I have such a thing? Like for me, getting out there on social media, getting out there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I always wanted to be like the shadow person. My, My story was I'm there to support my husband, kind of hang out in the back and yell, stick my neck out a little bit and then just go run hiding behind. And that was like an identity that I had. And I'm like, why is that? And as I started looking and exploring and I had some people ask questions and realized, well, dang, because I come from a communist country and <laughs> nobody wants you're to not be there. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't want to stick out because I have generations in my family who were persecuted and died in work camps because they expressed an opinion. Part of it is like almost like this whisper in my family. Like you don't want to be seen. You don't want to be known. Don't okay. express your opinion, especially where it could be recorded because they're going to come back and get you. Yes. And I'm like, whoa, right? Like that's crazy. That's yeah. the benefit of having some, like, that's why I'm hiding for so long. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> well, God, just we're exposing out. you to the world, Lana. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just, I just think you're so brave that, you know, that you just went straight with it. And I love it so much. But do you know what I mean? Like most people don't yes. know that about the Slavic background that like 
like I, I, everyone I know in my family are like, happiness likes quietness, like yes. stay really hush. Don't be visible. Why do you need problems? Right. <laughs> I get that. I get yeah. that. I don't know yeah. I'm like now shifting that. And that's, mm. that's coaching right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I love, I love just like this coaching thing online right now or, or between us. I feel like you're, you're coaching me a little bit. I love that. <laughs> and I, I hope our audience are, are listening because, um, yeah, this is, uh, this is really, really powerful stuff that identity shift and, and creating a future you, you know? Um, so yeah, this is great. Yeah. So fun. I could talk about this all day long. And, <laughs> and you know, one thing that I just want to, can I leave this like parting thought as I'm like here, this is what's occurring to me. Um, and that is, um, there's so many times we are taught how to do something. Okay. When I started, even in our coaching world, it was a very male type of world, with mm-hmm. like male type of ways of doing things, really serious things or really like somebody who's like Google Docs and everything's so professional and scripted and beautiful. And there is a way, and that was just so not me. I really struggled with that until I accepted actually through coaching. I mm-hmm. had a coach I worked with that you can do it your way. Yeah. And that's what I would say. I, I like, I do it my way now, which might be unscripted, which might be not always like super professional as in like professional, like, like a sales presentation kind of a thing. This Mm -hmm. is more me. This is me sharing my heart. My life has never been just this business box. And then there's this uh, marriage box and parenting box. It's like all of it together because that's who I am. And it's playful and fun and light. And I can be really intense, but also like, if it doesn't feel fun and playful, I just don't want to do it. Yeah. And so I would encourage everybody, you know, going into this industry, trust your gut, do it around what matters most to you, do it your way. And you're going to attract people just like that. Yeah. I, I have one more question for you. And that is, um, if somebody is a new coach and they're trying to build that self-confidence, you know, they, they're putting themselves mm-hmm. out there. What can they do to, to, to help themselves? You know, if they don't have a partner like you, for example, that believes in them, you know, uh, yeah. they don't have a support team just yet. What can they do? That is so good. That's a great question. Um, I would say confidence is byproduct of action. Like you're not going to feel confidence right away. I would say, dude, scared. Like I'm a little scared right now. I was a little scared this morning. I went for a job. <laughs> Which is funny. I'm like, why That's am I awesome. scared? I love that. <laughs> why am I scared? But like scaredy cat a lot of times until I have to work through it and deal with it. So do it scared. Mm-hmm. Do it without confidence. Borrow someone else's confidence. And if it's your spouse is maybe not on board or doesn't get what you're doing, you know, for me, you know, I go look for other people, go find other coaches, get plugged into communities where people will support you. And, and I think community is really, really important. So get around people who there are people out there um, and do it scared and do it not confident. Yeah. Do it like so, so. So something I don't remember who said this quote, but it really stuck with me. And it says something worth doing is worth doing badly until you can do it well. Mm, And that's always been my motto. Like if I don't stick my neck out, if I don't open my mouth, if I don't share, 
do they still have the possibility of changing their world? Yeah. No. If I stick, open my mouth and do it badly, is there a slight possibility that maybe they'll hear something in my heart that will connect with them? I mean, there's a chance for transformation. And if it's a yes, then I should go with it. So if you truly believe in what you have to offer the world, and I think everyone has something unique, everyone has gifts and capabilities they can offer the world, is go do it terribly until you can learn how to do it well. I mean, let's not, it's not like our goal is to do it terribly, right? But sometimes you just have to. Like when I was learning how to put IVs in, I can only see my mentor, my preceptor put two, three IVs. And then it's like, you're getting in there and you're doing it and you might blow somebody's vein and they might be unhappy, but that is the only way you're going to get good at this. Absolutely. And have a mentor, get a mentor, get a coach who supports you. Just like with same thing with nursing. Mm -hmm. I get on a lot of explore calls with my teammates just to pop in and I'll let them do it badly. And sometimes I got to go like, let's just steer (laughs) in this direction. Find a mentor, find Find a mentor. I think mentorship is really important because that's the shortcut, right? But like, even when I was putting those IVs in and my preceptors looking at me and they're like, just sometimes they just put their hand over me and be like, we're going in. I'm not going to let you blow that one. Yeah. You know, have people around you, find people they are out there. But I think they're only, the only way you can find them is if you authentically go open your mouth and say, this is what I'm building. This mm-hmm. is what I want to create. This is how I want to serve the world. Put yourself out there. Don't be like the secret under the bed hiding like <laughs> that no one knows about. Uh, yeah, that's, that's great advice. And the book that, that comes to mind that explores this concept deeply is Failing Forward by, by John Mal- Maxwell. Uh, but yeah, you pretty much covered many, many steps that he outlines in his books. <laughs> so that's so oh, perfect. Oh, wow. I never read it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Failing Forward. Feeling forward. Um, and I definitely love that visualization of putting a needle because really, when you think about it, that's the only way to learn is to do it over and over and over again, you know? So yeah. that, that's, I think that's perfect. I think that's a perfect visualization to leave our audience with. So Lana, if people wanted to get in touch with you, how, how could they connect with you? Sure. So just follow me at on Instagram at Lana Batish, B-A-T-I-S-H, or just follow me on uh, Facebook, Lana Batishev. There's not that many of those. <laughs> Lana and Batishev, B-A-T-I-S-H-E-V. And I'd love to connect with you. And if this spoke to you, if anything spoke to you, share with me. I'd love to know because sometimes, you know, there's so many voices, so many things out there. You know, let Larissa and I know that mm-hmm. something touched you or spoke to you or inspired you it'd be awesome yeah I I, uh, I've created a Facebook group for specifically for this podcast so if you have any questions or if you want to connect with 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 guests on the show or with me or with other audience um, you can uh, join that Facebook group so it's um, Diaries of a Life Coach. So, but uh, I just want to thank you so much for being here today. And it was such a pleasure speaking with you and to tap into your knowledge and experience and your outlook. Um, I think we kind of all got coached a little bit in the process, which is amazing. And um, I hope that we can do this again soon. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It was so much fun. Have any questions about today's episode? just head over to my website, 
larissadalton.com forward slash contact dash info and send in your request or simply email me at larissadalton10 at gmail.com. You can find my podcasts wherever podcasts are found. If you would like me to cover a specific topic, also submit that request via website or my email. Connect with me on Instagram at larissa underscore Dalton or book a complimentary session with me at larissadalton.com forward slash coaching. Thank you again for joining me today and I hope to see you next time.